From the Mitchell Center to Coleman Coliseum, the Bartow and Trojan Arenas. From Veterans Memorial Stadium to Legion Field to Hancock-Whitney Stadium. With a combined 75 years of experience in the sports radio world, these guys have spent their professional lives roaming the stadiums and arenas that host your favorite teams. And now, they invite you to join them inside the press box. Get ready for Chris Stewart. Throws it out. Norris left alone. Corner three. Red smoking hot. J.D. Byers. Three-step drop. Steps up. Looks. Swatted down. Set. Down he goes. Mike Grace. Curveball right back up the middle. They'll wave out and around third base. Slides into the dogs and won it. And the broadcasters, journalists, coaches, and game changers making today's news. <laughs> They're all here inside the Press Box. Welcome to the Press Box Podcast. For my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. What you're about to hear is just a slice of our Press Box radio show. Heard on great stations across Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. The show is our way of sharing with you the access we enjoy to a group of friends and colleagues who, like us, have the honor of working with and around the teams and the sports we all love. Today's guest, an old friend in Taylor Zarzer. They remember his name from some Mobile radio days back in the past. He's also a part of the SEC Network's college football coverage each and every fall. And he's now working for Sirius XM, has been for quite some time, on the Sirius XM PGA Tour channel. It's been rebranded this week as Masters Radio on Sirius XM. And he checked in with us from the grounds of Augusta National. It's Taylor Zarzer on the Press Box Podcast. It's been great, Mike. Good to hear your voice. Uh, it's been a, a wonderful week to be back here in April where obviously the tournament belongs. I mean, having it this time of year, it's just kind of the the sign that spring is in the air and summer's on its way. And, you know, the flowers are beautiful. The golf course is in as good a condition as I've ever seen it. And we don't have a, a full environment like we typically would have. And two years ago when Tiger won for the fifth time, it was just bedlam out here and one of the coolest things I've ever witnessed but at least we have some fans back out here and certainly hope we'll have a full environment a year from now it's kind of cool I saw some of the celebrity names uh, among the patrons Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey were playing around I think nearby came in and uh, Wayne Gretzky his wife Trevor Lawrence Larry Fitzgerald but uh, Taylor Zarzer we we won't have a lot of time with you we want to jump right into the serious stuff um your your favorite scene or your favorite line from Caddyshack Oh boy. Um, hmm. And while you- I, what you just played in the open probably yeah. would be my favorite line. I mean, yeah, that Bill, Bill Murray scene where he is, where he is hitting uh, those shots in his mind would, would definitely be uh, my favorite. It's in the hole. I mean, I guess is would, would first come to mind, but that's my favorite golf movie. And of course, Caddyshack two is my least favorite golf. Movie. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Good, oh yeah. Good. When, Wise. Uh, the uh, when he when he's clipping those those flowers though yeah, yeah. um I, I'm, I'm I've always tried to make out those flowers because they wanted big puppy ones I'm like that that doesn't even look real are those like mums or something I don't know back back to the I'm, I'm <laughs> and, sorry. And, and by the way uh, Taylor, we never take ourselves too yeah, serious on Taylor, this program I love it this Taylor, is I am so happy to be doing an interview like this well this yes. is this is my what, brain has been 
yeah, uh, is a little tired at the moment after uh, all that we've uh, all the broadcasting we've done the last few days. So well, we can definitely go in this direction. This is exactly what being in the press box is like. And and when Chris and JD and I talked about doing this show, and we've said it to our listeners over <laughs> and over. This is what we had in mind: is that you know you've got a billion talking heads out there to tell you this and that and and X's and O's stats. and all stats and. But we're, we have just we've been blessed to enjoy and, and work in this in industry for so long to where we see our friends in the press box and we talk about whatever we may be talking about. And that's you get a glimpse of that for a couple hours every day here inside the press box. Tell us how you found your way to Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. We, we know that you were, were a, a part of the Sirius XM family uh, for years prior to just doing golf. Yeah, so I was in Charlotte. I still am in Charlotte, but uh, I was working in sports talk in North Carolina and was in Raleigh for seven years doing a sports radio show there. And I then moved to Charlotte to do a to do basically the the same show, uh, but it was syndicated throughout the state. And I had to move to Charlotte in order to do it. And my wife is from Charlotte, and so we were excited to to move there and, and raise our two girls. And after a few years of doing that show, a, a guy named Steve Cohen at, at Sirius XM called me and in, in a New York fashion, he said, uh, when's your contract up? And um, my name and I was like, I think even before he even introduced himself, um, I need you to come to New York and talk to me right away, you know, kind of conversation. And uh, he came, I did in, in fact go up there and he just, he blew me away just with the, with his ideas of, of what I could do for my next step in, in my career. And he's, I've been working for him for eight years now and he's, he's become one of my closest friends and he's the best boss I've ever had. And he originally said, so we want you to do this college football show in the morning with Greg McElroy. And we want you to anchor our coverage of the major championships in golf. And I was like, is this a joke? Wow. Like, this, yeah. <laughs> you know, like a dream come true. Those are the two sports I love the most. And so yeah, for five plus years, I did the show with Greg, and and from there, uh, as I introduced myself to or got to know uh, more people in our company and executives in our company, somehow or another, they decided that they wanted me to help oversee the the PGA Tour radio channel that you're talking about. So I'm still doing some broadcasting work uh, on the channel, but now overseeing the channel as well. And I thought that was uh, a crazy idea. I thought my boss was nuts and it took a year or two to convince me that I actually knew how to manage anybody else other than myself, which I'm not very good at. Um, but it, it's been an incredible experience and I'm really proud of the team that we have here at Augusta national. Greg Norman is our lead analyst. Hale Irwin is on the air for us right now as we're speaking. Um, we've got all these incredible journalists and and former players that are are part of the broadcast you might remember gary williams from golf channel who worked there for a a number of years he's anchoring our coverage uh, from 10 to 2 today i mean it's just it's incredible the team that we have so this has really been fulfilling sorry for the long answer but that's uh that's where we are these days perfect oh it's beautiful uh brilliant as they say across the the water um i want to ask because it's it's a it's a unique but a successful niche for you in broadcasting and I'd like to go back to your days in Mobile and uh, your time when you first get on the air, in fact. Was this something where you thought, this is the niche I want to work towards, but in the meantime, I'll do this? Or did this just kind of come about as your uh, your your career grew and uh, took its turns along the way? 
or was this something that was there from the beginning? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it, it definitely, I had no idea that I would ever be doing this. And I think that what I thought I would be doing was doing a, a sports radio show in Mobile, Alabama for 40 years. I honestly thought I would live there and I would do a sports radio show and maybe do some high school football and maybe that would involve, maybe that would, you know, turn into some college opportunities at South Alabama or, or somewhere like that. And, and I love Mobile. It's where I'm from. I'm very proud of that. I have a tremendous amount of family that is still there. My mother's there. My, uh, I've got four siblings that are still there. I have five siblings total. Four of them are, are living there. And, um, so it's a very important, important part of who I am. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I got some opportunities in North Carolina that were, it was a really tough decision to leave. Uh, but I'm glad that I did. It's been it's been amazing to raise my family in in, Mobi, in uh, North Carolina. And my wife is you know a Charlotte girl, and so that's that's been really a blessing to be around her family. But I never thought professionally it would turn into this, and I'm I'm very thankful for all the things that I've been given. I I'm very blessed, and I I realize that, and I think about it a lot. Um, but I never thought that I would have opportunities to be an executive or be broadcasting the masters that's it's, it's certainly a dream come true i want to but we make fun of each other on this show all the time because we're not all just elderly necessarily um, <laughs> but our our memories are horrible but in addition to what you do and we've, we've just talked about you're still doing play-by-play uh nationally tv uh you're doing basketball you've done uh, football etc didn't didn't you have the LSU Texas A&M uh, yes. six, 16 overtime game? Yeah, I did. Um, I, I've, I'm doing a limited schedule for ESPN because of all these other things we've talked about. But I'm really I, I I love college football, and I'm very thankful that they've allowed me to continue to do SEC football games. A few years ago, I was doing them with Andre Ware. He actually texted me a couple of days ago just how you doing brother? Like we're, we're still very close. And, uh, that, that's something that I'm really grateful for. But the last few years I've been with Matt Stinchcomb and I don't have a better friend in the world than him and, uh, be able to go to all of these sec venues with him and our crew every single week has just been an incredible experience. Now I can say this past year doing those games on zoom and my, or well on broadcast equipment, but looking at stench on zoom, um, was a little more challenging and not as fulfilling as being in the stadium with him. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the LSU A&M seven overtime game at College Station was the – like every, people ask me this all the time. Like, what's the coolest thing you've ever been part of on the air? That was it. That night, um, watch, watching that game from the broadcast booth high above Kyle Field with over 100,000 people there in College Station – for one of the best rivalries in the SEC in a game that went all night that had, it was the highest scoring game in, in college uh, division one uh, FBS history. And since then they've changed the rules, you know, about going for, or you just immediately start going for two after a few overtimes. You don't even start at the 25 yard line anymore because they're trying to make sure that doesn't happen again. That was an incredible night. And I, I gotta be honest, I could have gone 10 more overtimes that night. I was so fired up to be part of it. 
And I just thought it was uh, an opportunity, you know, to kind of be involved in something that was historical. So that was a, that was a really special night for us. You actually answered my second question was at what point uh, you're, you're getting paid a flat fee. I doubt you get paid overtime for overtime. <laughs> yeah, there was no overtime. You're, <laughs> and you're sitting there thinking, hey, I got a plane to catch. Let's get this thing wrapped up. But at some point you're like, wait a minute, this is kind of cool. This, yeah. this could actually be something special. And yeah. it keeps going and it keeps going. And then at that point you're like, hey, let's stay here all night if we need to. This is going to be uh, miraculous. Uh, Mike, you had an off-the-beat question because Taylor right well, there perfectly answered my next one. You know, we talk a lot on this show about the things that we get to do that are just kind of perks of, of our job, how how fortunate we are. First, we're, we're, we're great sports fans, and so we get to meet people and, and see venues and, and do some great things. Am I mistaken, or have you not uh, swung a time or two in Jim Nance's backyard? And when I say swing, I mean golf clubs. Yeah, uh, with the U.S. <laughs> Open was there a couple of years ago at Pebble Beach. And Jim's been a really incredible friend, not just to me, but to so many people he has out of everybody I've ever met the bet you were talking about how you can't remember anything. I'm the same way. Like I, I need so much more sleep than I'm getting. And Jim remembers so many details about each conversation that he has with people. He was standing, he, he does this every day here at Augusta national, but he stands under the trees and everybody comes over and says hello to him and, and talks to him a while. And, and I saw him yesterday morning after those honorary tee shots. And he said, Taylor, my man, how's Betsy? How are the girls? I, and there's a hundred other people that are saying that, you know, are trying to say hello to him. And, and he just still has that ability to remember my wife's name and that I have two daughters. Yeah. And he just, that is such an amazing quality he has that, and that I don't have that I really wish I did. Uh, but he invited me over there to hit some shots in his backyard a couple of years ago. One almost went in, put that up on Instagram. So that was pretty cool. But uh, I didn't make an ace and, and get on his little rock that he has, uh, the names of the people that, that hole out. But uh, my goodness, I mean, are you kidding me? What a backyard that is. Uh, he did say that um, when he moved to that house, that the upkeep for water if you water your backyard, that it was the most outrageous bill you've ever seen. And he said, I got to do something else back here. So I'm going to instead have a one-time massive fee of building this cathedral, this shrine to the seventh hole at Pebble Beach, instead of having to water grass back there. It's an interesting strategy, but it paid off with the coolest backyard I've ever seen. I'm saying. All right, here's the here's the toss-up, Taylor. You can either comment on the first uh, – item or you can comment on the second the first one is uh an item we brought up yesterday on the show and you're more of an insider and so we may uh want to get your input but if you want to balk and go to the next one that's fine yesterday we brought up DeChambeau and Furyk or should I say DeChambeau plus Furyk equals Charles Barkley swing wise you may want to pass on that one (laughs) it is yeah I got I got it um that's uh (laughs) That's not so far off base. It is. It is so. Both of those swings. Oh well, all three of those swings are so unusual. And Charles, God bless him, I think has gotten a little bit better with that hitch in his giddy up that he has. But um, yeah, I like that. Bryson's swing is so unique. He's obviously always trying to stay on plane, 
And Jim Furyk is trying to violate every rule in golf with his backswing, <laughs> which, by the way, it really works for him. Like I mean, he's one of the most accurate players we've ever seen. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I can buy that. When you put those two together, you get Chuck. <laughs> okay, so the serious part, Justin Rowe, 65-4 under. Uh, DeChambeau, uh, DeChambeau's kind of gone off the charts. It was a rough day for him. It was a rough day for a lot of people. It's only 12-break par. Kind of give us your thoughts on, on Rose's round. Because today, a four-stroke lead may be a premium uh, uniquely enjoyed because today could be one of those, as we go back to our opening comments, I don't think the hard stuff's going to come down for quite a while now. We may, we may get some <laughs> precipitation. Um, I got a trivia question for you. All right. So since World War II, we've had over 300 major championships total. How many times has a player had a four-shot lead in a major championship since World War II. Oh, good gracious. And it, after the first round. Uh, you you would think it's, I mean, it, if we're going back that far, it's got to be close to double digits. I mean, eight, nine, maybe? This is the fourth time. Wow. Somebody's had a four-shot lead in a major after 18 holes. At, I was now, just going to say four. How many times it was a flat guess. Did, did the person that had a four-shot lead go on to win? Never. That's correct. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm not saying that I'm disqualifying Justin Rose. Right. Yeah. But he, what he did yesterday, I don't want to use the word fluky, but it was a little out of body. This guy has been hurt. He hasn't played golf in over a month, at least competitively. Um, he's gone from first in the world to 41st in the last two years. And he's two over going to the par five eighth hole yesterday. He gets a great bounce on his second shot and it ends up inside 10 feet from the hole. He makes it for Eagle and he plays the last 11 holes and nine under just absolutely lights out all of a sudden after making that Eagle on eight, I'd be a bit surprised if it continues today. We just, he even said coming into this tournament that he had lost his way with his swing. And I just, I don't know that, all of a sudden it just comes back for four days. It comes back for one day or two days, but all four days I'd be a bit surprised. So I think that he has a real challenge on his hands, but it's great to see him playing like this. He's, he's a great guy. Eat one of the easiest guys out here to talk to. Um, so I think a lot of people self-included were happy for him that he was able to shoot a 65, but I think that you're going to see a tight leaderboard by the end of the day. It was his lowest round of the 59 he's played, seven birdies and an eagle playing, as you mentioned, Taylor, nine under over the last 11 of that round. Really, really good. And he got that great kick on uh, the one hole, the par five coming off the hill. But sometimes you got to have those breaks. I just wonder if maybe his caddy to, to help him get that swing back and make that correction because he was two over for a while. Did he take all of his pocket change out of one pocket and simply put it over into the other pocket? Is that the you 10 know, cup reference? Yeah, I don't know if Cheech is out here. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, or turn the visor around, <laughs> stop, you know, hitting chili peppers towards Lee Jansen. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. probably not the – that would be a bold strategy if Rosie tried that when he's on he's, – uh, he should be on the range right now uh, as he plays at 936. So he's teeing off in just over 40 minutes. Yeah, but. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, something clicked all of a sudden there as he got to the eighth hole, got the great bounce, and then all of a sudden just went wild there in the last uh, ten holes after that. So 
again, it, it, great to see, but I do. I think we'll see a bunch leaderboard today. Watch out for Spieth. Spieth, you know, with a good finish yesterday, Eagles 15, he's one under. He's going off early today. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Jordan right around the lead by the end of the day. Our friend Taylor Zarzer of the PGA Tour on Sirius XM, our guest in today's Press Box podcast. Catch our daily show weekdays on great stations around the state of Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. You can find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at PressBoxRadio1. That's PressBoxRadio and the number one. And, of course, we always would love to hear from you. Email us at PressBoxRadio1 at gmail.com. Again, PressBoxRadio, the number one, at gmail.com. For Chris Stewart, for J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Gray saying thanks for joining us here on the PressBox Podcast.